Welcome to Politics on Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here with us. Today, we have the honor of being with Linda Olson. She is the go-to story expert who helps authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs impact millions with their stories. She is a TEDx speaker, multiple best-selling author, and founder of Wealth Through Stories. Her mission is to impact a million people a year with multiple authors in her series, Story matters welcome to politics and right linda how are you doing today i'm doing great thank you thank you for this opportunity to share with your audience well you know we are we are a political audience that love people love stories love everything and when i when i saw what you were putting out there from from your your post i said you know what i want especially in these times mm -hmm. to have you on families have a lot going on let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Because from the stories that you tell in your in, in your new book to the stories that people are going through all over America and beyond right now, this is what we need. So tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Well, uh, as you've shared, I'm all about story. And really, it's about helping people to create and tell their stories to impact lives. You're absolutely right. You know, everybody's story has changed, even in this last year or two one way or another. And if we can learn to, to learn from those stories and be able to share with others so that others can benefit and receive hope, it makes all the difference. Now, you know, I am all about stories. Um, I, you know, in my politics, I use stories to communicate to others. It doesn't matter what your ideology is because what we find out is stories are interconnecting. And once we realize that stories are interconnected, in fact, we make a better place. We, 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 we address each other as humans. Why don't you expand a bit on that? Oh, absolutely. Because it's stories is how we connect with one another. We actually think in stories. And so it is also how we remember more than any other time. It's if we hear a story, we're associating this story with this person. And it's more likely that we will remember because it's how we think. You know, research tells us that we remember only 7% of what we hear, 23% of what we see, and 70% of what we experience. And I believe experience story is all about experience i mean you're absolutely right when you tell i mean if you all the things i remember from my youth are the things where i can give a complete narrative about and that's one of the reasons i say in several of the books i've that I've written myself is that stories really as you say in your it, it, stories really matter now you wrote a, a book story matters empowering your hope when going through tough times and believe it or not before I saw your name, before I saw the narrative of the of you know of who you were, etc., just the name of that got to me, and it said like, mm. ah, I think I want that. 
Well, thank you. That's uh, that's encouraging to hear. And, you know, especially like you say, the time that we're living in right now, we all need that hope to be able to go forward. It doesn't matter what our circumstances are, what kind of loss we face. We all need that hope to be able to move forward and know that our story counts. We don't have to stay stuck in our story. We can learn from our story and keep moving forward so that it can strengthen us to keep moving forward. Now, uh, you have several stories in your book. Why don't you tell us a little bit? I mean, we, we want people to make sure and have a reason to go out and get it. And, and, and not only that, but see themselves in a little piece of everything that you've seen in, in several stories and the stories that you want to bring on from beyond. Well, there's actually seven stories in the book, and let me see if I can just do an excerpt of a couple of them. One was a, a lady who, um, within, uh, I believe it was weeks or maybe the first few months, realized that uh, something was not right with her newborn, and it turned out that she had, the, the baby had, the infant had four tumors on her brain. But the doctors gave her all complete hope. They said, we need to do surgery because those tumors will grow. But once we do surgery, everything will be fine. They won't continue to grow. Well, that they did have surgery, but unfortunately the growth continued. And it turned out that this young gal grew and um, uh, remained alive until just two weeks prior to her 15th birthday. But she was an amazing young girl. She said, I never want to feel like I'm not like everybody else. And even though she was in a wheelchair and needed a lot of help, she would be on that hospital ward, cheering everybody up, laughing at the doctors, laughing at this was home to her. And she believed that she was going to be able to live to tell her story. And she had tremendous amount of faith. And even though um, she isn't here to tell her story. Her mother is now writing her writing the book of the two of them. It's and and is sharing her story. Well, so I mean, that's yes. Go ahead. Interestingly, what I was about to say is, I think something you said at the tail end. She did live to tell her story. She lived her story, and her mother yep. is telling her story. Right. Yep, that's right. Because she's passing on her legacy. You know, a, another young lady had, uh, after going through a difficult background, very difficult, abusive background, and one day just went to her doctor for a regular appointment. And the doctor said, I do not have good news. You have stage four cancer and there's nothing we can do that will help you along. And at that point, you know, she thought, why go on living? And she said, I was faced with the hardest question I've ever been faced with. And that is, do I live or do I die? And realized she had three children, even though they were grown, they still need her. And now that is, and the doctor gave her one to five years. She is now in her second year, written her first book, uh, working on her second and working on an entire children's series and doing all the artwork. I had no idea she was an artist. She said, I'm living life fuller now than I ever have. Now, how is she doing medically? I'm, that's just out of curiosity. You know what is amazing. I mean, she doesn't have 
a lot of, you know, the same kind of energy that maybe you and I have, but she's at, at home and uh, loves her artwork, loves her writing and, you know, and, and really is doing quite well medically. Interestingly, yes. out of her story, there's much to get, right? And, and, and you always think that you have it bad. And the thing about it is when she says she chose to live, I mean, uh, if, if all of us, if, if all of us thought that way with all the tribulations that we're going through right now, it's like, they're just tribulations. Let's find a way to, I mean, if, if it's not hurting you, if they're, if they're not shooting you, if they're not doing something to you, why not just live? Absolutely. And the thing is, to me, the thing that stood out the biggest is that this is a choice. And we face that choice every day, whether we're going to make the most of it and live life to the fullest or whether we're just going to let the day go by. It's always a choice. And I think that is such an important thing to, uh, especially, in, look, like I said, you're on a political show, Linda, but especially in uh, being on a, in our domain, right? Uh, whoever wins, loses, or whatever, a lot of folks always tend to go into a funk or whatever. And it's like, you know, what I, what I try to put out to my folks is, what is different from day one to day two? Generally, not much. So why would you make externalities have, make such a difference between day one and day two? It's a mindset that you have to get to. And I think stories, as you mentioned about printing and publishing stories and listening to people's stories and having people's stories out there, that is one thing that that, that lends itself towards. In other words, hey, live your life. Tell me a little bit more about some other stories. Well, I think about another lady who actually grew up in, in China and particularly there, uh, having boys is extremely important. And her parents believed so strongly they were going to have a son. And then when it turned out that she was a daughter, it was like they didn't know what to do with her. And so they still treated her like a son. And she grew up like she was a boy, unlike her sister. And, um, you know, she went through college this way. She got a career. She never was trained within the home like the other girls were. And um, she said it took 40 years as she struggled with her identity to know that she was a woman and truly embrace that she was a woman. And unfortunately, it cost her three marriages. She is now in her fourth marriage, but uh, things are much, much different. Uh, has two uh, beautiful sons and uh, a wonderful family and is doing well today. But you know, it's amazing um, how we can struggle with our identity when things are good. But when, when we deal with these kind of things, we just, we can't even imagine how some people struggle with that kind of thing. But through her faith, uh, she, she found the answers. And like I said, is doing well today. When we talk about intersectionality of stories, I mean, that is something that gives, gives one, I think should give everybody hope because what we actually see is a commonality among folk. And when you see that commonality, you know that, you know, I'm going through what I think is some some stuff stuff, but really, everybody has their own uh, cr their own cro their own crosses to bear. 
Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. And you know, so often I have so many people say to me, well, I don't have a big story like you or like some of these people. But the thing is, we all have a story. And to me, it's not about the size of the trauma or the story. It's about what we learn from it. That's what's big. It can be it can be a little incident. And but what we learn from it uh, is can make all the difference. And so to me, that's where the big story comes in. Uh, you couldn't be more right. You know, on Politics Done Right, we have a, what we call our Politics Done Right posse. And the, the amount, we have people from the left, from the right, from I don't know where, from just about everybody participating in this group. And I tell you, I, listening to every single person, list, the dynamic listening, I've even, you know, uh, being the independent type media that we are, uh, I've even, if somebody is close to me in town, gone and had coffee with somebody that's completely diametrically opposed to me and sit down and have those conversations, those stories told. And some of these folks would be surprised. Wow, we can sit down and exchange stories. We thought we were nothing alike. And it turned out that these stories presented so much that, uh, again, but, but that is what I preach. Uh, human... Uh, people have to create friction among humans for humans to not be together because we are a social being. Your thoughts yes, on that? We are. Yes, we are. That's we are created to connect with one another, to be social beings. That's why these last two years have been so difficult for so many people because we've been isolated. When we are created to get to know, to be with others. And you know, uh, it was so well said. You know, we can go out for coffee and you, somebody who you think you have nothing in common, if you're willing to share your story, people will connect. Their circumstances may be very different than yours, but we all connect through pain, through conflict and, uh, and through our problems. And somehow as we connect, we can begin listening and appreciating one another. I love Tell it. Me a little bit about your TED Talk. Oh, my TED Talk. Um, my TED Talk is actually my personal story. And that goes way back to when I was only 14 years of age. And through a tractor accident, my precious little two-year-old brother was killed. Mm. I was the one driving the tractor. Oh. And even though I was only 14, you know, on the farm, we all drive these, these implements early. And... Um, it was my first month of high school, and that was a major adjustment. And as you can imagine, I not only crushed my little brother, uh, my parents, my siblings, my life was crushed. And, you know, it's like, how do you go forward? How do you step forward? But I'll tell you what, the more I think about it, it's not different than any other big crisis. We have to literally just put one foot in front of the other and go day by day and step forward and face the fear, face the pain the best we can to embrace it so that we can move on. And that was, um, even though I feel like I've lived a very fulfilled life, it, it was a 45-year journey to complete healing. And that complete healing was a miraculous healing when it came. But I knew then, it was then that I 
I embraced, was given and embraced my new mission. And that was to impact a million people a year through story. Now, how are you going to reach a million people a year? That is, that is, a, that is a monumental task. <laughs> it, it is. And when I received that, I thought, oh, my goodness, I have no idea how this is going to happen. And that was uh, just over six years ago. Uh, let's see, three years ago, uh, uh, I, um, I relaunched my three bestsellers and I decided to um, work with a publicist and um, do a lot of podcasts and radio and television and so forth. And by the end of the year, when I finally stopped to take a breath, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I looked at this and I thought, this is amazing. I mean, many of these different podcasters had over a million viewers themselves. Of course, you never really know how many you're impacting, mm-hmm. but, you know, there was incredible opportunities. I had three big television programs. One of them, I, I had received um, a letter from four people in the office. And I thought this must be a pretty big office because they don't know about one another. And so I asked one of them, I said, can you just kind of give me an idea about how big your reach is? And she says, hang on a second. She ran, asked the producer, came back. She says, yes, we have 65 million and we just added wow. a million. And I thought, I wish I had asked that question after I had talked instead. <laughs> because now you're like, oh my God, look at yeah, the impact. Now I was nervous. <laughs> but there were several opportunities. Another, another television show that live streams to 161 countries. And, you know, when I put all this together, I realized, and I always knew this wasn't just about taking my story out to reach millions. This is about helping others to take their story out. So as um, uh, last year, when I stepped out to uh, do this uh, anthology with seven authors, um, I'm now doing the podcast. I believe that's how we've connected Mm -hmm. and television and radio and so forth. And, and, um, you know, I've been doing it for several months and it's just been so exciting to see the doors that will open um, things that'll happen and people who you least expect. I'll tell you a short story. I was speaking with somebody who basically works with drug addicts and alcoholics. And uh, anyway, <laughs> the questions he asked, he was just kind of all over the place. And I thought, I don't even know if I've connected at all. But the next day I sent an email, thanked him for the opportunity to speak to his audience. And I said, I I hope this was helpful. He said, it was very helpful. You were great. He says, the person pushing the buttons, he was so caught up in your story, he forgot to send us to commercial. (laughs) 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 I thought you'd never know who you're reaching. (laughs) Actually, you know, that that is actually so very true. And that is why when you have a platform, you have to be very responsible with that platform because you don't really realize how many people on no matter how small I'm a small platform, but the amount of folks that that have been impacted for uh, for exceeds what one would believe. And uh, and it's amazing if you see some of the emails, letters, and even sometimes they hunt you down uh, what, what, what you actually, um, what you, what, what you actually get. But look, I love I love what you do. I love uh, stories. You know, um, my daughter herself is a, I'm a writer. My daughter is a writer. She's had, she's a, uh, she just finished medical school working on her boards, but in the process, she's had two strokes. 
Oh, no. And I'm telling you, uh, she has completed, she, she went through the, her third year with a stroke, fulfilled her third year with a stroke. She got another stroke at the, uh, at the middle of fourth year, so had to postpone a bit. She finished her fourth year in January. Wow. With half of her, wow. with half of her body stroked out. And now she's wow. on her boards. So I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I, I always like her to know how proud of it, that I am of her and so forth. But she, she has been writing her story, her tribulations and so forth, one chapter at a time. And she's been putting out there one chapter at a time. So I know stories connect because she has connected with so many people with her story and, you know, and, and you're, yeah. you, with, with you putting these, I mean, I just think it's a good thing for the country and I hope more people get involved in it. More, more stories, less fighting. Yes, I believe everybody has a transformational story. It's not just any story. Right. It's a transformational story. Sometimes we just need to learn the skill of how to tell it, but mm -hmm. it's there. So thanks for sharing that story. That well, is powerful. Let me tell you, I always, the last question is always a very simple one. Tell me where I have erred. What should I have asked you that I didn't? Why does your story matter? Why does your story matter? I believe my story matters because I'm not here about me. I'm here for the people around me. And if in some way I can help, I can serve them through story and give them hope, that's what I'm all about. And that's what I believe everybody has the opportunity to share. Linda Olson is the go-to story expert author of Story Matters, Empowering Your Hope When Going Through Tough Times. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.